Welcome to Kachemak Currents, brought to you by the Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies. On a recent walk in the woods, I noticed a jarringly yellow splotch on a log a few feet off the trail. It looked like something forgotten in the back of a refrigerator, but it is, in fact, one of my favorite forest-dwelling organisms to stumble across, the humble slime mold. Slime molds are neither plant nor animal, and amazingly, not a fungus either. So what's left? They are amoebas, single-celled organisms often with multiple nuclei, which are like the control centers of the cell. There are hundreds of species of slime molds. Usually, these single-celled organisms live on their own, but when food is scarce, they can band together to form the blobby shapes that we might see on logs or decomposing matter on the forest floor. But some species, known as plasmodial slime molds, always live as one huge cell with nuclei numbering in the thousands. That one cell can be anywhere from a few millimeters to several inches in size. Slime molds can take on various appearances, making them sometimes difficult to identify. The bright yellow splotch that I saw on my walk, which is charmingly named the dog vomit slime mold due to its resemblance to the real thing, is a common one for our damp woods. But they can be any other color of the rainbow other than green, since they are not plants and therefore lack chlorophyll. They also go through an interesting evolution of shapes, starting with the microscopic and moving to a feeding stage, which is the blobby shape that is visible to us. As they grow, they will eventually reach a reproductive state, which sparks the amoeba army into a new formation. Often the reproductive formation takes on the appearance of hundreds of tiny stalks with little bulbs on the end. These bulbs will eventually burst, spreading the spores that will go out and become new amoebas and begin the process again. But we haven't even touched on perhaps the strangest aspect of the slime mold, which is its surprising ability to move, and move efficiently at that. Their locomotion is achieved by the movement of protoplasm, which is the fluid inside of the cell. The tendrils that are extended to search for food are actually tiny tubes that are constantly expanding and contracting, pushing the cellular fluid through and allowing them to move forward. Scientists have studied and observed these organisms, running them through obstacles and mazes to test their ability to discern the best path to a rewarding pile of oats. Because, yes, it appears that slime molds particularly enjoy oatmeal. And while it's unclear how much actual thinking goes into these decisions, what is clear is that the slime molds are able to recreate systems as complex as city transit maps, and in some cases, do it better than we can. Slime molds find these paths by storing memories in the slime trails they lay out as they move. Let's use a maze as an example. If a slime mold is placed at the beginning of a maze that has a food reward at the end, it will extend a network of tendrils through every possible path until it finds what it wants. It will then retract any tendrils that did not find food, which leaves behind a slime trail that acts as a reminder that there was no food to be found that way. The slime mold will then avoid those paths and grow along the shortest path to the food that it found, reinforcing the way that is most efficient. So the next time you're on a forest walk, keep an eye out for the slime mold. And remember all the amazing science that is happening behind this seemingly stationary organism. This is Shannon Moore, and this has been Kachemak Currents, brought to you by the Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies, which has been connecting you with the nature of Kachemak Bay through education and stewardship for over 35 years.